if you're not having fun, stop doing it. Change what you're doing. There's a period of time where I hated what I did and now I love it. And I'm doing very similar things in the, the world of graphic design and marketing and things of that nature. But the minute that you're able to focus on just the fundamentals of, of how you think within your own mindset, I think makes all the world a difference. So have fun because that's what life is all about. If you're not having fun, you have to change it. Simple as that. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 541. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you are here to join us today. And I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Jonathan Grisbowski. Jonathan, I can't believe I got your last name right because I mess up simpler ones than that. I did get it right, right? <laughs> yeah, you got it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And, you know, I think uh, your the finesse and the expertise in your voice, it showed right there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we could have used the gong sound right then. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, listeners, Jonathan is the co-founder of Penji, which started at 14 mowing lawns. Was that you or your co-founder that was mowing lawns at 14? I and, was oh, mowing and you're not. I mean, listeners, I just have to say, this is not a lawn care company. And we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the entrepreneur journey started at 14. Very similar to, I'm sure, a lot of other people. But do you want me to expand on the story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I, I mowed lawns. I, I grew up in Philadelphia and later moved to a suburb of New Jersey and I didn't have many friends. And so I was like, well, what can I, what can I do when, I, when you don't know anybody? And I was like, well, there's a lot of land and there's a lot of lawns. And so that I saw land and lawn as money. So I, I, uh, my dad had to buy his own lawnmower for, for the new house. And uh, I was like, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to walk around and see who needs lawns mowed. And Made a lot of money from 14 to like 17. And then I kind of went into the, the real world, so to speak. That's amazing. We just hired a lawn care service at our house here in Ohio, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half ago. And yes, he does have a riding lawnmower, but we pay him like $30 a week, which I don't think is bad because it's, you know, looking at anything in our business, we can either take the time to do stuff around the house or we can hire somebody to do it. Absolutely. And the offset of having to do it ourselves is a lot more money that's not being earned. 100% agree with you. That's like the definition of my life. (laughs) Yeah. But still, I mean, my teenagers could easily mow the lawn in an hour and where Mm. else could they get a job? I mean, I've told them you mow the lawn and I'll pay you the 30 bucks. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I would have been jumping at that. I was was delivering newspapers at 11. Drove my mom crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that works too. I mean, I think today's day and age and I have a, a brother who I'm 29, but my, I have a brother who's 17, so he's like as lazy as can be. So I don't know exactly how old your teenagers are, but for me in particular, I could see the laziness. And I just feel like the motivation may not, it could be the generational, it could be the person thing, who knows. But man, like I was hungry. Like I wanted, I wanted money. And at the time, I was more focused on money. I wanted money, I wanted it now. And whatever way it took for me to get it, I needed, I, I got it. And I think the lawn mowing for me taught me so much early on about business because, and I didn't realize it until after the fact, because when every time I made a, a purchase, like a personal purchase, I would always equate things to lawns. So it's like, I want a video game. Okay, well, how many lawns is that going to take in order for me to recruit that money back? And then is it worth it in order is for me to- Is it worth it? I was about to ask you if you yeah. asked that question, because that's what I always ask myself. Is it really worth exactly. another three hours babysitting these kids? Exactly. 100%. (laughs) I wish I had made some different decisions, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I spent a lot of money on Pokemon cards. So, you know, that that screwed me over big time. (laughs) Well, I think Pokemon cards are better than my one regret that I can think of right now. My best friend in high school and I went to Express. I don't even know if that store is around anymore. And they had rubber skirts. Nice. Yes, they were nice, but... I wasn't the type to wear a rubber skirt, but I bought a black rubber skirt and wore it to school. This is a story I've never shared on the podcast before. Nice. And exclusive. 
I mean, I'm sure you can imagine going down to high school, boys see a rubber skirt, ching, mm-hmm. you know, my butt was getting snapped all day. Wow, I can't believe I just shared that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Different times, different times. So you started this, or you started mowing lawns, and then... And then what? Did you go to college? I'm always curious about whether or not people or entrepreneurs went to college. Because yeah, if I could do I, it again, I, I don't know that I would. But yeah, yeah, going doing it all over. I, you're right. I don't know if I would too. But I did go to college. Went to Rutgers University, which is very close. You know, which is a New Jersey-based school. I can't say in full confidence that I learned a whole lot, but I can say it. I still think college is worth it, regardless of the of the situation, because I think you you learn something about yourself along the process because being in school, working full time, I wouldn't have changed that. I think that like schedule taught me how to work hard. (laughs) You know, it's just that every day, every second was optimized to the fullest potential. And you really start to appreciate things once you have that busy schedule. And so like the foundation of lawn mowing and then the foundation of like going to school and working full time, I think that was huge. But I, I, uh, Jonathan, what did you study? I'm curious because your college experience isn't necessarily what I hear from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I studied business management. Okay. I was in interior architecture, so I totally under, and, and I worked. Yeah. So I was constantly working on drawings or on my yep. projects because if I took one night off, I was screwed. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there and there are days where I did do that and then I was screwed. So I just for me, that constant working has followed through throughout my entire career and journey of entrepreneurship. But I worked for Apple for around five ish years and that taught me a, a lot about business. It taught me about how to create culture, it taught me how to interact with people and the importance of, of your community, the importance of the customer. I mean, these are all things that are ingrained with you when you, when you work for a company like Apple. And then eventually I, I quit and I started a, a digital marketing agency and a lot of failure and a lot of success has led us down the path of creating Penji. Now, this is a positive productivity podcast, but in my experience, our mess makes our message and turns us into who we are today as entrepreneurs. Sure. So what was one of your fun failures? Fun failures? Yeah, like that you can look back at and laugh now. Sure. Yeah, it was just the, I mean, this is kind of like, a. we'll get positive in a minute, but I would say this is kind of dark. I think there was about a two year period where I was just extremely sad and, and depressed because I, I was afraid to take that leap. I knew that I wasn't meant to continue working for Apple for the rest of my life. I just hated working there every single day I wake up, I wanted to leave. And it wasn't because the company was bad. It wasn't because the people was bad. It was just because I knew that I didn't want to do what I was currently doing, which was a lot of business management, selling and sales and stuff like that. So eventually I just looked at myself in the mirror and I took that leap of fate, which was just get out of my comfort zone and do something that I knew I could have regretted. But if I didn't do it, I would regret it even more and still be in this rut that I was in. So looking back six years plus removed, it, it is a, more of a funny tale because if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm just so grateful. Now, my story is very, I would say, unique because I got lucky to some degree uh, and I worked really hard in order to be where I am today. I can't say the same and I don't recommend doing that for everybody, but for me, it, it worked out really well. And, and it's something I'm, I'm personally proud of. Jonathan, explain lucky. I would say luck in that situation. I got lucky because, you know, it's actually a good question. I, I, I don't usually use the word lucky. And so you kind of caught me on a word that I don't normally say, <laughs> just being honest, but in the situation, I got lucky because I met the right people very early on in the beginning of my entrepreneurship career. And that those people later became co-founders of, of Penji. And 
that's what I would deem as luck. But I think if you were to ask me present day, do I believe in luck? I would say no. And I would say that a lot of the times when you put that energy out there, that positive energy, in particular positive energy, you're naturally going to receive things that the universe just wants to give you because of your positive nature. Mm -hmm. And I can correlate every single time, and this is true to this day, every time Penji has a, an amazing sales day, it is stemmed from the minute that we walk in the door. It's stemmed from the minute that you open your mouth and you say hello and you have a smile in the office or whatever it may be. We've always seen a correlation behind positivity within the nature of our company uh, and it's directly related to sales. Oh my gosh, you've loaded me up with so many questions right now. Uh, <laughs> now my first question, you are a digital marketing agency or Penji is. Well, we were a digital marketing agency. Now we're an unlimited graphic design service. So, but the Penji stemmed from the failures and the experience and the problems that we saw within the field of digital marketing and graphic design. And then that later became what Penji is today. Okay, amazing. You're in Jersey. And I do have to ask for the listeners who are, well, listening. I'm in Ohio, and sometimes I feel like my success may have been propelled a little bit further if I had been in more of a metro area. Not that there's not metro areas around here, but there's a lot yeah. of blue collar. Sure. And I do automated marketing and business automation for my clients, and I've just had trouble finding a great need or realization of need around this mm -hmm. area, so I don't look here anymore. Do you think your proximity or your location, I mean, you're not far from Philadelphia, you're not far from New York. Did yeah. that play a part in growing your business as fast as it grew? That is most likely the reason why that we grew the way that we did is because we focused on, we specialized and we focused in a geographic area. So for our focus, when we were a digital marketing agency, we had every service under the sun. So SEO, web development, design, et cetera. And it was really hard to sell it because we didn't have a good, clear message behind what we did. And so when people would try to refer us, they'd be like, yeah, you know, they're the, uh, they're the internet guys, right? And the internet guys became, oh, you do IT. No, we do web design. Oh, okay, well... So you do you do uh, marketing? Yeah, we do marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need uh, to be number one on Google. Like, okay, sure. So that like the people that we were talking to wasn't necessarily the people that appreciated the craft. And when we specialized in graphic design and only graphic design, and sold it in a way where it's makes people curious because we do unlimited graphic design, not just regular graphic design. And we do it at a flat monthly rate rather than being charged an arm and a leg doing multiple various things. That was when it revolutionized our thought process because we didn't have to focus on a hundred things. We had to focus on being good at one thing. So that's number one. Number two is the locality. I can almost guarantee you that if you were to hunker down and just talk to your local community, you could probably get people in your community to become a customer, maybe not like a full-fledged customer uh, where they're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars, but you might be able to get them on like trial periods or a very small monthly retainer in order to kind of create your base. So I would always recommend for people that are listening, create your base within your locality. Another thing that we do locally that I think I'm personally proud of is we also hire inner city youth and uh, students and residents of the city of Camden. And Camden, New Jersey, if you've ever Googled it, it's a predominantly rough area, uh, labeled as one of the most dangerous cities in America at one point in time. And we've strategically located ourselves here in order to give back to our community, in order to provide jobs to people who, who need it, who deserve it, really. It's not even a matter of need, who deserve a seat at the table, just like people in New York and just like people in Philadelphia. So oh, I our story is a little bit different, of course, but I still think the rules and the laws apply if you were to just focus in your geographic region. Oh, you touched upon so many great points here. When I started my business, I was trying to be a Jill of all trades. Sure. And it just went, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it because I wasn't positioning myself as the expert in anything. So 
what do you do? Oh, I'll do anything. And I actually yeah. put on my first proposals that I sent out that I was an expert multitasker. Yeah. Like <laughs> looking back, I'm like, are you kidding? If yeah, I, totally. Oh, I mean, I, I still struggle with multitasking, but I think creatives do. Maybe I, there might be a disagreement there, but I th- think that when we're creative, we get struck with ideas and we just have to do our best to keep our ideas contained and, and focus on what we're working on. But when I, the point is, is that when I started getting really hyper-focused on the one or two things that I want to work on and that I enjoy and that I know people need, then I was able to start putting together the messaging and what we do. I know some ears perked up though, when you said unlimited graphic design and, sure, and I feel like a dope now so for saying digital marketing because I totally knew because I had a whole conversation about unlimited graphic design when we were talking about having you on the podcast. Yeah. I want you to explain that a little bit more because I know there's listeners who are like, I need that. Totally, yeah. And this is yeah. not an affiliate spot, listeners. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the genuine question. Unlimited graphic design to us means that no matter what time of day, no matter where you are, no matter what platform you use, you can go on our website, penji.co, and you can sign up and talk to a designer in real time. You can receive the designs you want when you want. You can receive as many graphics as we humanly possibly can do in a month. And you can request revisions as you need it. And it's unlimited revisions as well. So we have like a pretty intuitive platform that we've created that manages all of this. We were an agency, so we understand the, the craziness of back and forth communication with your team and why why are most businesses being charged the revision aspect or the creation aspect when all it can be done is is at one flat monthly rate? So if you were to use Penji, you have 100 graphics that you need done. You, you would have to submit all 100 graphics and we would just go line by line. So we would do one today. We would do uh, once that first one is done, we'll move on to the next one and we'll move on to the next one after that and so on and so on until we complete your entire queue. And along the way, I'm sure you're creating stuff as well so you can change the priority based off of the needs of the business. And then our our rates are $349 a month. So we try to make it as easy as possible uh, because we want to fundamentally change the way people think about design. And if you've ever, you're a digital marketing expert, you know what's going on. I, I can assure you that you know what I'm talking about when I say the length of emails that it takes in order to get something right for a customer. And so we're trying to minimize that, the inefficiencies, the current inefficiencies of graphic design, and we pass all the savings onto our, uh, on, onto our customers. Oh, forget the customers. I know how hard it is to get things right for myself. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, I, I delayed launching this podcast for two or three months because I was trying to design my own logo mm-hmm. and I could not get it. Like it just did not feel right. Yes, I could have launched anyway and then changed the logo out later. Listeners, yeah. I do not want to hear that as an excuse. I don't have a logo. Just launch it already. Yeah, totally. But with a design background, there was no way I was doing it. So finally, I I outsourced. I found a graphic designer and he's still working with me two years later. And the the podcast launched two days after I found him. Mm. Just That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes we get so close to our project that we just can't see the infinite world of possibilities for design or anything else for that matter. But your, wanna... your story is too often, happens too often. Oh, you know, I know. Like, like you, you get, so like when we... I won't get into the full story, but but basically, like, there was a point in time where I'm not qualified to design. Like, even though I'm a co-founder of a design company, I'm more on the business side than I am on the design side. And one of the first things that I did when I couldn't find the, the right graphic designer is I started doing all the designs myself, you know, very similar to your story. And so imagine if you were to take all that time out of your life where you are just randomly creating stuff, what you can do for your business, what you can do for your processes, your procedures, your sales, which is so important. I I can almost guarantee you're at least going to obtain anywhere between two to 10 hours a a week on on just focusing on growing your business. Oh, amen. I actually have two designers on my team. And one of them 
just joined us in the last few weeks, actually nice. about the time that you and I were introduced. Coincidentally, I was all ready to sign up. And I'm not saying I won't in the future, by the way. But <laughs> the amount of work that this one has done while I've been able to focus on everything else, because up until the new one came on, I was trying to pick up all the overflow because my other designers already swamped. Yeah. Like everything from podcast graphics for other clients and speaker sheets and just the list goes on and on and on and on. And I, was, I have other things that I really need to be doing as the business owner. I need to be gaining on podcasts, not just my own. I need sure. to be writing content. And I'm sure you feel this pain, even if it's not what you are doing for the business now. Well, you are because you're here talking to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we we can't build our business effectively if we are in our box all the time working in the business instead of on it. 100%. In our pre-chat, you talked a little bit about ego. Sure. And and I paused us because I really wanted to bring it up during the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts on ego and how it affects the growth of a business and a team. Yes. I, I, I can say for, for me, I've done a lot of soul searching. I've done a lot of meditation. I've done a lot of just looking myself in the mirror and just staring into my own eyes and asking myself the really hard questions like, what do I stand for? And for us, we have a a pretty large team and resources are readily available, but you have to be able to get yourself figured out before you can truly lead a company. And for me, in, in the very beginnings, this this is my... I've only had one real job my entire life. So I, I can assure you that I'm learning a lot on the go. And seven years, six, seven years as a, a serial entrepreneur, I still don't have everything figured out. I'm constantly learning. But what I realize is that the minute that you stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about other people, I think it'll fundamentally change the way you think about your business and operate as a company. And for us, uh, at least for me in particular, Ego constantly got the best of me. I would think that at times that I was the only one that could do it. Or I would think at times that I was the the smartest person in the room. Or my voice had to be heard. Or whatever it may be, you can insert any egotistical thing that you can think about when it comes to business. But the minute we started employing people and the minute we started giving people jobs, the minute we started giving them roles and important tasks you need to just step away for a little bit and just look at the business from a 30,000 foot view versus rather than being in the business and micromanaging everybody. And I think ego is just one of those things where every single day you have to check your ego at the door and make sure that it's not affecting other people's jobs. And again, for me, it it, it was in a very early on. Me too. Me too. It happens too often. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ten years older than you, and I still can't cook an egg without burning it. So I, I you know, I'm trying not to fry my business while sure. I'm also trying not to burn down my house. You know, mm-hmm. and but one of the biggest changes for me in my business came from number one, trusting in my team mm-hmm. that they are able to do their jobs even better than I would be able to do what they do, and that has been. I have a song in my head. Uh, it hurts so good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. It's painful, but it feels so good because it's like letting go of a child because you know that it's going to blossom if you just let go. It's like send, well, sending your kid off to kindergarten. You know that you can't keep them home and they're going to grow. And it's the same as letting is finally letting go of these tasks that I shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. And oh my gosh, letting go of design work was painful. Yeah, but it's scary. Yeah. You, you put so much of your life into what you do and and being able to have potentially somebody. It's like I think the baby analogy is really good because I, I, mean, I don't have any kids, but I've seen kids before I have once, a few I can once in my life. What do you say? I said I have a few I can donate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you have a baby and you let the baby run and they, they fall down. What do they do? They get back up, right? They might cry. They might, you know, they, they may have scratched themselves a little bit, but at the end of the day, the kid's going to get back up. So yeah, I think the business is almost identical to a, a young baby. The only problem is that sometimes the baby just never grows up and you just constantly think of the business as your baby, even when it could be a 10 year old business. But regardless of the situation, if the person on the other end fails, 
then that's on you as a leader in order to make sure to correct it or to put the blame on yourself. And I think a lot of times it's very easy to say that like, oh, well, this person sucks, right? Or this person isn't a good fit for our company or they're not doing their job correctly or that freelancer that that we just hired, they're not optimizing and doing the things that I want them to do. Well, I would argue, well, number one, are you giving them clear directions? Are you talking to them in a cohesive and very clear, calm matter? Are you setting expectations? I mean, these are all little things that you can be doing, but because they're not doing it, you automatically blame them and not yourself. So I think at the end of the day, the minute you get over that fact and you just start not maliciously blaming yourself, but taking accountability for your own actions, I think that's where real growth uh, occurs. Amen to that. I work with six to seven figure coaches, life and business coaches. I also work with smaller coaches, but I'll tell you that the difference that I see between the, the ones who are netting more and the ones who are netting less is the ability to let go mm-hmm. and the ability to accept recommendations from team. Because <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but there was one coach who we don't work with anymore who was actually an affluence coach mm-hmm. and wouldn't listen to any suggestions from the team. And if uh, sales goals were not met, then it was the team's fault. But the team would continually go and give recommendations. And mm-hmm. just the work environment was very hostile. And from what I've heard, it's not going any better versus on the flip side, I have a client who, and we still have a good portion of this quarter left this year, will easily hit one and a half million this month, like in the next week. And anything that he doesn't have to do or whenever an idea is brought to him and he knows that there was a reason why it was brought to him, he's like, yeah, go with it. I trust you. Mm-hmm. Go. Yep. And I think we need to have, if we don't have that trust in our team, then we need to look at ourselves, number one, and also look at the people that we're hiring. Yep. So 100%. with hiring designers, I know that there's a few things. Well, from my perspective that you have to look at number one design, because people mm-hmm. will say that they're, that they're designers, but okay, Jonathan, between you and me, some people are just not designers. Totally. Right. Well, yeah. not between you and me, between you, me and Listeners. And, and all the some, people listening. Just because you pull up Canva and create a graphic does not mean you are a designer. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. And then also communication and character. What do you look for in your team? I would say character is probably number one and quality of work is probably number two because we have a pretty tight team, tight knit team. And we can clearly identify whether the person might be a good fit just by asking a couple questions. So some of the things that we do, and regardless of the position, we ask the same question, what is your dream and how can we help you help you get there? And they may not have that answer right away, which is totally fine, but uh, I'll give you a perfect example. The other day, one of our marketing, uh, a marketing manager in our company was like, I want to start a publication and the publication does X, Y, Z. And I would say most people that I know may shut that down, but we actually celebrate that and say, cool, well, how can we help you? If that's your dream, how can we, how can we help you get there? And so that's, that beginning is a huge I guess, thing that we do within our company culture because we want to celebrate success regardless of what success looks like. And then comes the quality of work. Once we understand that they have good good intentions, we understand that they're good people, they're in a positive mental attitude, that's the foundation and the work comes second. So is this person unteachable, uncoachable <laughs> to the point where we hire them right now and they aren't going to be able to, to grow with us. They're not going to be able to be willing and want to grow with us. That's very, really important. But most of the times we find people that are good already, but they just need a couple of like coaching sessions and, and experience in order to make sure that they're really good at what they do. But I, I hope that answered the question. It definitely did. And I love that in my company we call the team team awesome Mm. like i think we should all have fun superhero capes 
Absolutely. We're out there to, to help the world or help the business owner community reduce burnout. And we're flying around in our capes to make it happen. But each of the team members knows that if there's something new that they want to learn, I'm going to fully support it. But there's also that expectation. I would love to hear your thoughts of the training that they may require to learn the new skill. I yeah. ask them to put that on their own time. You know, if if you need to watch 20 hours of tutorials to learn how to do this, please do it on your own time. But for the actual implementation and what would you call it? Actually performing that work in the company. Yeah, the execution. The execution, by all means. Let's yeah. find you a project that you can do it on and then you can bill me for it. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I'm I not going to go get another degree and charge a client for it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to give like a, an example. I mean, we, we subscribe to a ton of different like courses, so to speak, like company, like websites that have courses on design and typography and illustrations and whatever else is in between. So we, we actively pay out of our own pocket in order for that person to, to grow within the company if they feel as if that they want to do it. We do a lot of time, believe it or not, during working hours to study this type of stuff if they need it. But to the same degree of what you what you said, most of it is going to be done outside. But we do explore like, hey, if, if you need to read a, uh, watch a video about SEO and how to receive better backlinks, and it's going to take maybe 30 minutes to an hour or so, then yeah, just watch the video real quick figure out what you need to know and apply it right away because you're writing that article or you're trying to create more backlinks for SEO or whatever it is. If it applies right now in this instance, do it. Yep. If not, use it. Uh, use your own time in order to research. Oh, thank you. That's what I was actually trying to say. Like, I mean, I saw an article this morning about growing your Instagram followers and engagement with Instagram pods. Now I knew what a pod is but i don't know everything and i don't i don't want to know everything instagram so said, pods oh yeah do you know about them i have no idea i mean maybe I, okay, maybe I'll, i'm out of the loop here but i'd love an education if, if we have the time oh uh, yeah i'll get right back to that but what i did was i forwarded the article to two of my team members and i said please please read this and help me find some pods to join so it, instagram pod is actually a group of people and you can get huge groups i'm actually okay, part yeah. of one that's maybe 12 people mm -hmm. and the nice thing about the group of 12 even though i'm here's something i need to delegate i'm behind in this group of 12 we are supposed to put two new posts up a day at least to our instagram feed and then we copy the link into the messenger feed in instagram which includes mm -hmm. all 12 of us and during the course of the day or over the course of the week we're supposed to go through every one of those links from our fellow 11 people and comment at least five words and like the post because hmm. that gets the engagement up. And I have gotcha. seen, like I went from maybe 30 likes per post to, I had some go over 200 hmm. when I was really engaging in the pod, but things got really hmm. busy. I'm making excuses. Now I really need to get back in. Totally. But, but that, I mean, my team is handling my Instagram, so why can't they be helping me? manage the pods too especially if it will bring in more business 100 so there's actually um that's not how they all happen like they don't all happen in messenger that can quickly become insane i guess there's another way and actually i did forward that article to my team but i'll put it in the show notes for for listeners and jonathan i can send it to you if you'd like but instagram is just such a great way especially in in visual industries to grow our business i mean realtors graphic designers, web designers. I mean, I post pictures of Infusionsoft campaigns I'm working on sometime because mm -hmm. I think they're cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're ridiculously insane, but they're cool. I mean, that's a really good idea. I never even thought of the, the whole, I've heard of Facebook groups or, or excuse me, Instagram groups like that. So that makes sense. I mean, any way that you can, I, I would highly recommend anything that you can do in order to get your message out there. For us at Penji, we, we are constantly creating content. And I think that is a huge proponent that has allowed us to excel is that constant creation, that constant 
being in the, the face of people, then using advertising to retarget them. And so they're constantly seeing Penji's name. And that allows them to have our business front of mind. So when they need a graphic designer, they're like, oh, wait, I just read about them or I just heard about them or I saw a post about them, whatever it may be. That constant grab for attention is critical. And just in case listeners didn't hear the the dollar value or the, the investment per month, because it is an investment. This is not a cost. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, as of the time of recording, listeners, you could be listening six years in the future, so it may go up. It's in the high 300s. I'm not going to put the actual number on right now, Jonathan, but I have a point. I work with clients who have graphic designers who are charging them anywhere from 75 to 150 an hour. Yeah. And the quality that they get isn't always there. Sometimes it's right on. Sometimes it's not. I mean, we can't. I don't expect perfection from my team all the time. I don't expect perfection from myself all the time. I mean, positive productivity is not about perfection. But when you think about that, at upper threes, I mean, if you go to an American graphic designer, you might get four hours in a month. And again, this is not an affiliate push. I think this is a brilliant business idea because, (laughs) well, I, I was thinking about it for myself, but at the point when I was thinking about it, it was like, I just don't know that I'm always gonna have that much but in the future i definitely could and you do have agency models too so that if it's not just my work like you could be assisting with client work as well which is amazing i mean i've been working on some graphic design projects in my business like the positive productivity planner for two years Mm -hmm. because my graphic designer number one got really busy i sent so many referrals have you ever had that problem where you've had a great somebody who does something in your business so you referred a client to them. Maybe you are smarter than me, but I referred a client to him instead of saying, oh yeah, we have a graphic designer who can handle that for you. Yeah. And then getting a, a surcharge for us. Yeah. But instead I sent all these people to him and then he got too busy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we don't work in the freelance. I'm assuming that you're in your situation, you have a freelancer, right? Yeah. I mean, and I don't do that anymore. Like even the podcast production team, people want to know who our podcast production team is, then hire us. us. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, yeah. So did you get that straight really fast, Jonathan, to keep it inside your business? Yeah. I mean, so for us, everybody, I think one of the most important things with Penji is when you work with Penji, you're working with people who are in the company and you're not working with freelancers. You're not working with, you're working with employees of Penji. So these people represent our brand and our company. I have had that situation before when we've hired freelancers and outside of graphic design. So I, I can relate to this, this, this issue that you, that you've had, but I think to your point, the minute that you're able to, if people are constantly asking about the same things over and over again, talk to me about your your podcasting uh, production team. Talk to me about your, your graphic design team. I love all the stuff that you're doing. I mean, this is a clear sign of people needing a service and having a problem. And so are you, and I'm going to say this in a relatively like direct fashion, are you smart enough to, to understand that? Are you smart enough to see that like people are asking you how you were able to do this? And once you find that, that can be your story or that can be your next service that you offer or that can be the main service that you offer rather than the one that you're currently doing. So, I mean, there's a lot of variables that go into it, but yeah, I mean, I've experienced exactly what you're talking about, but we learned that once people are starting to talk about that one thing, which for us was design. They always were like, yeah, your design's awesome. That was, that was a light bulb moment for us. It was like, well, a lot of people are saying that we're really good at design and maybe we should create a business about it. And that's, again, it's a very similar story, short story to a long narrative. Uh, that's, that's why we started Penji. I was about to ask you that. So thank you so much. Yeah. What is the mission of Penji? Like, do you have an official mission statement written out? You know, I, I think it depends, really. It changes. I, I think that's a, a suit that an area of business that we may not have fully fleshed out mm-hmm. because we're still relatively young. We're only a year old. And 
we literally just accelerated our one year. So I think it's still over time that we're going to create that message, so to speak, that's like scripted. But I can say uh, from like an overall standpoint of what we believe in is we believe in quality graphic design being delivered in a revolutionary way, which is flat monthly rate and unlimited graphic design. We believe that your designers shouldn't be charging hourly because one that one flat monthly rate is very easy to obtain um, and it's easy to process. And we also believe that your designers should be available when you are available. So if you work late at night at two in the morning, because that's the best time that you optimize, then we want our design team at Penji to be there with you. Or if you're more of an early riser and you, or you want to talk to somebody at nine in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon, because you're on a deadline, that's we want to be that dependable design resource for your business. We also believe in diversity. Uh, we're a very, very diverse group of people. There's this every walks of life is represent almost every walk of life is represented in our company. And it's something that we're extremely proud of. Uh, and it's something that we actively promote, which is that diversity, because we all know the world that we live in today. It's a very crazy world, but it's something that we believe in. And we also believe in providing opportunities to people who may be neglected because maybe the color of the skin or the uniqueness of their name or maybe the background that they're in because they're in a, a, not in an affluent area and they may not have the expertise that a Harvard grad would have. We believe in just providing opportunities to people when they need it most. So how do you put that all into one sentence? I don't know, but that's what we believe in. That's our mission at Penji. Unlimited possibilities. Yeah, we've definitely used that before. It resonates for sure. Unlimited graphic design, unlimited possibilities, no limitations. Mm, I think you just put it in one sentence. Yeah. Or three, if you think about the periods. I really want to thank thank you for what you're doing for giving opportunities to people who may not have them otherwise. My husband was a high school dropout who joined the service. And it wasn't until the two of us met that he actually went back to school. Mm-hmm. And he's a independent video game designer. Nice. But growing up where he did, I mean, even graduating high school was rare. Yeah. And now he's a college graduate and he's pursuing his dreams. And sometimes it just requires one person. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but yes, I'm patting myself on the back. That you one should. person who will support you and encourage you to go after your dreams. So I love how you, I don't know if it was in the pre-chat or during the recorded conversation. I mean, I think it was actually in the recorded where you said you're in Camden. You're even working with the youth. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, just some kids don't see the world of possibilities even within their own home. I mean, they, they might see YouTube videos, but they're like, oh, that's on YouTube. That's not actually going to yeah. happen for me. Totally. Which is just it's so hard. sad. Yeah, it is. It's a shame that you kind of grow up in an environment where people don't want you to succeed. So that's why we like to believe that we're, we're there where we believe in them. And so the hard part, I would say, is you can't help everybody, but you have to be able to help people who want to help themselves. So you have to have some type of motivation yourself in order to seek help and to want a better life for yourself. It's not one of those things where we're actively, you know, convincing people to come work for us. You have to meet us halfway or you have to go 90 and we're coming 10 or, or vice versa, whatever it is. But if you're able to have that desire and need and motivation to help yourself, a company like Penji is there in order to help you back. That is so beautiful. Jonathan, when I left my ex-husband, I, I was getting assistance from the state. And mm. part of that required that I go to open interviews every Friday. And I've shared this on the podcast before, but I was the only one, or I felt like the only one who actually showed up, showered, and dressing like I was there to get a job. Yeah. There were a whole lot of people who were in pajamas and sweats and 100%, smelled yeah. and just look like they didn't care. They were there because they needed to be to continue getting their benefits. I was there Mm -hmm. to get a job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the same thing. I mean, it's the same, but different, you know, like inspiring, (laughs) like if you want a bigger opportunity, you can't be shown. Well, 
okay, I'm sitting here in my pajama pants, to be totally honest. But if you want to, <laughs> but if I didn't want a bigger opportunity, I just wouldn't even be on this call. Right. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't be, I mean, for all I know, you could be naked, but yeah. you know, just you got to put yourself out there and in the best light. And right now the best light means my microphone's on. <laughs> it, no, it, it, absolutely. I mean, you, you nailed it. That's the, the key. If, if you didn't invest in yourself, then why would somebody want to invest back in you? So I, I think your story is extremely inspiring and I appreciate you sharing that with me. And it happens far too often. You know, people get into these rough times and they feel as if that they are owed the world and that luck isn't on their side. And, you know, going to coming full circle with the whole luck analogy that we originally started with, you have to, luck can only get you so far. You have to be able to push yourself forward in well, order I, to Jonathan, make I love, a life for yourself. I think we have to make our own luck. Absolutely. So I think the word luck now has taken full circle and just made itself completely relevant. Yeah, very true. What are you most excited about in the next 90 days, personally and professionally? Personally, I love fitness. I, due to health reasons, I was out of a, um, I was out on a, uh, I, I skipped a race that I usually do every single year. So I would like to run that before it gets too cold. It's already November, but you know, I, I think I could do it within the next couple of weeks or so. So that's number one. That's personally, I think the most successful people in the world are actively fit and are actively working out. Uh, so I, I highly implore people who are, who are not workout fiends like me. So that's personally, professionally, I'm just really excited about the growth of Penji. We've repeatedly grown 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever percent on a monthly basis. And that has made all of the difference. And so I like to see, I'm looking forward to meet the person who I am 90 days from now, because even two weeks ago, I was a different person than what I am today. And, and you don't realize how much you've grown until you hang out with people that you re- normally don't hang out with and you ask them about their priorities and what they're thinking about in their life. Nothing against the world of buying a home, nothing against the world of, of having kids, but I went to a, uh, a baby shower and to me, I, I can't even think of it. Like, of course, I want kids at some point in time, but I can't even think about that right now because I'm just so fixated on on what Penji's doing. And so, the way people answer questions and the way people they in, the the way that they interact back with you is just like you you realize like, man, my priorities are just very. I, I respect your priorities, but we're we're just different people at this moment, and you have to be okay with that. And and so my reason for saying that story is you're growing. You just may not know how much you've grown. I could give you a big hug for that. Because <laughs> in the past month, I feel like I had five more babies that I let go out of my care. Mm-hmm. In the last month, I mean, I, I was reminded by a podcast guest that 80% of our task lists are full of activities that we shouldn't be doing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was a huge eye opener for me. I mean, I have heard people say, and I'd love your quick opinion on this. I've heard people say that we shouldn't let our email dictate our morning. But this morning I quickly addressed my email and I forwarded everything that I didn't need to be doing myself. And I think this is the first morning that I've actually done that. Like take care of this, take care of this, take care of this. Instead of sitting there and spending an hour responding. I'm all for that. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's it's incredibly important to focus on the only the things that matter. As you further grow your business into what it is, what it, what you want it to be, you'll realize that yeah, 80% is is all crap. I, I've actually separated my to do list in in a in a very unique way. I have the most important thing that I do at the tippy top. And I have all the other smaller items done at the bottom. And if that top thing isn't done, then my day is a complete failure in my eyes. And I know I'm extreme. So like, you know, bear with me for a minute. But to me, that pressure that I put on myself allows me to just focus on the things that matter most. So whether it's advertisements or talking to a team member or, you know, 
going through all the emails that I have to go through. I think I have like over a hundred emails that I need to respond. Uh, I try not to respond to any emails during the week, but sometimes you have to. What are the things that matter most? Do that one thing because that's all that matters. That's the only thing that's going to help you pay your bills at the end of the day. Love that. I just want to share with you in case you don't already know about it in, in case of team and then we'll wrap up. Through a podcast, I learned about Text Expander. No, this is not affiliate promotion, but Text Expander, I have it on my Mac, is helping me with my email because there are some of the same responses that I send to so many different emails. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote it once in Text Expander. It takes like a quick keystroke, puts the whole thing into the email. I change out the name I'm sending it to. Done. Yeah. I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Jonathan, I have loved this conversation. And I know Thanks. listeners found immense value. Where can they find you online, connect, and get to know more about you and Penji? Yeah, just head over to Penji.co. It's uh, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O. And you can, if you need, if you like what, what we believe in, what I personally believe in, then, you know, obviously we'd love to have you become a customer. And if you need graphic design help, we'd love to have you as a customer as well. Or if you just want to ask questions, all of the questions, I'm sure you'll find a way to me, but just penji.co is the best way. Fabulous. And listeners, the links will be in the show notes, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP541. Jonathan, do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? I would say if you're not having fun, stop doing it change what you're doing. There's a period of time where I hated what I did and now I love it. And I'm doing very similar things in the, the world of graphic design and marketing and things of that nature. But the minute that you're able to focus on just the fundamentals of, of how you think within your own mindset, I think makes all the world a difference. So have fun because that's what life is all about. If you're not having fun, you have to change it. Simple as that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. Bye.